Word of the Bay is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash shark to get your free audiobook and 30-day free trial. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPod, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody. Welcome to War of the Bay. My name is Kyle. I'm Jonathan. And Nick is not here, but joining us, joining us right now is a guy who I've been following on Twitter for close to like two years, two, three years. I first I first met him, or I first knew of his name through Andrew Katzman, a guy that's been on this podcast before, just fucking shitting on him <laughs> and like just, just going at him like crazy. Uh, he is the host of the Oversell podcast. He is a huge Bucks fan. And if you mispronounce his name, he will kick your fucking ass. Mr. Derek Shorpel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I pronounced it right, right? Shropel. Okay. Shropel. 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 Okay. It's German. It looks Shorpel. It looks for sure Shorpel, but <laughs> Shropel. It's German, you say. So it probably like when your parents were coming off the boat, it's like yeah. Shropipe hyphen. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's not, that's what it is. Okay. Shropipe hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm Jonathan Moss, which is German as well. I, I always tell people I was Moss the hyphen hyphen wits. That sounds like a very Boston name to me. The the Meister hyphen. Do you think Ma- Moss? No, Moss sounds like German as fuck. Like Moss yeah, sounds like he was the guy that was in the room when the final solution was being like <laughs> <laughs> when the Gestapo was. <laughs> yeah. <they> were... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I read about that today. Fucking craziness. <laughs> Dude, when that intro was coming in, it sounded like uh, the, the subwoofer wanted to like take a gun to its own head. Oh my god! Yeah, my, my little the little uh, what, yeah. do you, what do you call it? The diaphragm and the headphones was like. Well, well, I don't need to know about your sexual bullshit with Michelle. Look, Diaphragms. The, the I mean, sponge, what is it, Seinfeld? the feminine sponge was <laughs> feeling like. So, Derek, man, you do the uh, the Oversell podcast, which is a podcast about professional wrestling. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, brother, tell us about yeah, it, brother. Well. Uh, you know, back in the day when um, territories were still running in professional wrestling, you had uh, a lot of different ter- territories all over the country. Um, Minnesota, you had uh, AWA. Uh, there was Mid South. I think that was like the Oak, or maybe the, like the Atlanta area that ended up becoming uh, WCW. And then Memphis was uh, a major territory with uh, Jerry Lawler. So we're deep in wrestling Jerry the history King. in Memphis. And, and of course, in Florida, you had the backyard, the backyard <laughs> juggalos, bozos, juggalo yeah. division. Yeah. You, you had Florida Championship Wrestling, and I think Dusty Rhodes, when he came down there, he he stormed through that whole area and took it over, and he was one of the biggest guys to come through. And Dusty ah. had a major imprint on the wrestling business. Dude, holy shit! I remember being paid fifty dollars to go to a, I think it was AWA where I watched the Road Warriors in a championship match. They paid us, and, like, they, they passed the fucking signs out and everything. It was it was craziness. Like, they, they gave us lunch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who paid you? The I think it was the AWA. They paid you they to go? They paid us and $50 like... to sit in the audience. 
And like I, I only remember the Road Warriors being there. And then, dude, we gotta start doing that for Shark Driver. I'm telling you, yeah, fifty <laughs> bucks, sit down, we'll we'll give you some lunch. Derek's on the payroll for listening. Yeah, yeah, Derek. What you guys don't know is Derek's being paid right now. So yeah, then checks in the mail, right, Kyle? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. On its way. Whole, whole, whole check. 100% of it. Call me before you cash <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, wait a couple weeks before you cash it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, you, what, what, when did you get into wrestling? Like, when you were, I'm, I imagine when you were, like, around my age, right? In the, uh, the Raw era, or were you always a big fan? Oh, my dad, um, I'm 33 years old. My dad sent me down at the age of five years old, and we, every Saturday morning, we would watch, uh, at the time, is either CWA or USWA on Channel 5 here in Memphis, Tennessee uh, at 10 o'clock every morning. So I've been watching wrestling pretty much all of my life. Nice. We, we had uh, local shows down here at a place called the Mid-South Coliseum. Uh, been there many times on a Monday night watching Jerry Lawler, another guy named Bill Dundee, a handsome Jimmy Valiant. Loads of guys came through Memphis. Hogan came through Memphis. Macho Man came from Mem- came through Memphis. Uh, uh you know, big angle way back when this was before I was born, but uh, was Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. Yes. Oh, man, that was amazing. The yeah, old, that, the, the uh, intergender, intergender champion, Andy Kaufman. Right. What? Yeah. You know. Okay, so Andy Kaufman. Oh, this? dude. Oh, my God. You didn't know about this? So Andy, Intergender champion. Andy Kaufman. What was this, Caitlyn Jenner? He, he would, he would, um, he would he go would and wrestle ladies. Yeah, and he would do it on like talk shows and stuff like that, and he would really uh, berate the women that he was wrestling, and really rub their faces in it. And he brought his act to Memphis uh, because um, he actually went to Vincent McMahon uh, in the back when it was uh, Worldwide Wrestling Entertainment (WWW). Like Vince, Vince McMahon Senior. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Vince McMahon Senior, and uh, they said. Vincent Mann Sr. didn't think it was going to work. Yeah, he told him to fuck off, pretty much. Yeah, what, yeah. Pretty much. So uh, this guy named Bill Apter, um, Andy, he talked to Andy Kaufman. He said, give Jerry Lawler in Memphis a call, because I think something like that will work down here. And he did. Lawler came out here and was wrestling. Uh, I'm sorry. Kaufman came down and was wrestling women down here. And he would really get into it and start really rubbing the women's faces in the mat and stuff like that. Well, at one point, Jerry Lawler had enough and got in the ring. And it started this... I say I want to say two or three year feud, and it was amazing. They, uh, if you get a chance, YouTube when they went on. We're the, watching it now. We're watching it right now. The David Letterman show. Yeah. That. Whoa. He slapped. The he slapped the shit out of him. Out of his mouth. Okay, okay. Now, now answer me this, because I've always wondered this. Did, did Kaufman make Lawler, or you know, or you know, is 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 Jerry the King Lawler? who he is today because of Andy Kaufman back in the seventies nationally, maybe, but down here in Memphis, he was a name before. Oh, sure. Yeah. Andy Kaufman, but nationally it got him on uh more of a level. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Vincent, uh, Vincent McMahon jr. Was extremely jealous that they got that publicity. They got from him going on David Letterman and slapping the taste out of Andy Kaufman's match, which I could watch in a loop for hours, by the way. But see, at the time, back in the 70s, uh, everybody thought that this was legit. Like, they thought that, that, that Kaufman was such an asshole that he would, he would fight women. Lawler knocked the shit out of him and then smacked him live on the David Letterman show. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought it was the, like, that was the real thing. But turns out the whole time that it was, was it, was it a work? work? It was a work, yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure if it was a work or a shoot. 
But uh, and uh, Jerry Lawler was on Stone Cold's podcast and was telling a story about when they filmed the Man on the Moon stuff. And long story short, Jim Carrey had like this uh, kind of a breakdown because Lawler didn't do something he wanted him to do. Wow. So when they got to shoot that scene on from the, for the David Letterman show, Lawler said he, he t- smacked the taste out of his mouth legit because, you know, he had to get a receipt for the Jim Carrey acting like a prick. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Jim Carrey didn't care. Jim Carrey's method, so. <laughs> well, he, Jim Carrey told the director, I think he said something like, Milo, I hope you got the take you want because I can't take a couple more, any more of those. Fuck him. Andy Kaufman was, I don't know, just an incredible comedy act like just a, just he was he just understood comedy so well <laughs> he throws the water in Lawler's face and then runs away. comedian he just liked to make himself laugh as much as possible yeah the joke he was, was laughed with them you know the joke was really on them yeah yeah the joke was on them he, he got the joke he, he didn't care if anybody else got it he got the joke and he didn't care was, oh man what a what an incredible comedian for whatever reason this sounds very familiar and i think i knew about all this like him wrestling ladies and yeah. all that shit yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. like man, like man on the moon, like that, like that's how I first learned of it was through Man on the Moon, and then I kind of started researching a little bit more. Yeah, um, and they've uh, they've done a couple other documentaries on it, and you know, Andy uh, got really crazy with it, and it, they did all sorts of crazy gimmicks down here. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. So, and if I can go back in time and see that stuff live, that'd probably be. Yeah, because you would you would have thought right then and there that it was that it was it was real i mean back back in the 70s pretty much everybody assumed that wrestling was like a it was real or at least those that watched it casually now it's just it's gotten so far away from it it's just it's almost a satire of itself now yeah and now it's a known thing but but the way interesting thing and i'm glad i have derek on the podcast so like uh i i was around a couple guys this weekend who are big huge wrestling fans and the way it's discussed now is that it's it's discussed, you know, knowing that it's that it's it's a uh, it's all I guess what what would you say at work or you know whatever what have you, right? Um, the, but the way people talk about it is like, oh man, you know, if if fucking Cena got the belt and like they gave you know he got the belt and did that and if or if this that and this and that and the other happened, like that would be great for for so and so. And I don't know, just the way it's discussed is kind of it's kind of cool. I, I I was very much into it back in the day, back in my preteen or early teen years, as, um, it, as every young boy is. It's coming back around, too, because there's a lot of talents in the WWE right now. Um, there's a guy named Kevin Owens, who I think is great, cuts great promos. He has he can work a match. Um, there are other companies now that are starting to step up that, you know, probably would never be able to compete with the WWE one-on-one, but they put on great shows. There's a company called Ring of Honor. Um, it's nothing but a solid wrestling show. All the promos are cut in the ring. One thing I have a problem with the WWE now is – when they they do all these stupid backstage vignettes, uh, <laughs> yeah, and they act like the camera's not there, and like, come on, man, we all know it's a fucking live show. <laughs> you can look in the camera. They've always done that. Like, I love that. Like when they have, like during the Alliance era, when they they would like huddle around and like talk about this big nefarious plan that's happening, <laughs> and like there's a fucking camera, and it's, it's like being broadcast to the jumbotron. I wonder if they know. Yeah. And and back when um. I was watching USWA wrestling. Um, they had one desk that two guys stand by, stood, would sit behind. You had a guy named Lance Russell and Dave Brown. And whenever they had to conduct an interview, they didn't do the whole backstage vignettes thing. I think they did one, and that was Jerry Lawler getting hit by a car, which is the other <laughs> crazy thing. Classic. I, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> what? Uh, you, you ought to YouTube um, Eddie Gilbert hits Lawler with car. That's like one Dude. of the most – 
famous Memphis angles. People actually were calling the police because they yeah. thought some asshole just got hit by a fucking car. Jonathan, you don't have to fucking understand that. What did, like, I think okay. it was like Triple H or Vince McMahon like blew up. They, like the, a limo blew the fuck up. And, like, well, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Was, and it, they had to like cancel that angle because that was right after Christmas. 9-11. Yeah. Oh, oh, Benoit. Oh. Okay. Derek, you got to help me here. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I watch football and I watch baseball because, you know, it's it's not 100% legit, but it's like I'm rooting for a team that I know is really hitting the ball over the fence. All right. What Now, now speak to me because I am completely in the dark and I am completely naive to all this and the, to my own fault. What is the appeal? Like, what, what, what are you into? Like, why are you into it? Because, I mean... Every grown man knows that it's uh, it's it's staged. I can I go ahead, Derek, and I can answer that a little well, bit as well. It, it's a male soap opera. Um, it's it, it's just like watching. To me, it's like watching an action movie. You know, you got your choreographed fight scenes, which the result of the violence in wrestling is real. You know, the only thing that's fake is um, the outcome. Uh, but it, and it's the stories they tell and. These guys, it's these larger than life characters. I mean, it's it's people you really want to be to me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like I back in the day, and, and still a little bit now. Like I, if I watch, I can sit down and watch a wrestling match and kind of get into it a little bit and watch a guy cut a promo and say, "Oh, that was good." And and still to this day, I'll go on YouTube holes where I just look up old promos from The Rock or Stone Cold or Triple H or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is that. It's very much that male soap opera, that storyline. Like I'll never forget when uh, in the Raw era. I think it was it was when uh, you had, I think it was like Stone Cold and and The Rock teamed up against Vince McMahon and the fucking corporation, and or or when Degeneration X when they were like taking over things, and then like so The Rock and Stone Cold had to team up and this whole thing, and like it gave me chills, and I was like that was the greatest thing ever, and it was like the end of a Raw episode, and, I, and like it fades out. I'm like a fucking like right in the middle of it, and you're like, oh my god, I can't wait for SmackDown. It's gonna be great. <laughs> like that okay, was just I, back in the day where, I mean, res, the, the WWE had competition with WCW, and you that was that was the golden age of the product for me because you're getting for sure quality shows. You're getting great stories. Um, you know, you got and you got so many characters out of it because during the Attitude Era, you got Stone Cold, you got The Rock, you got Triple H and Degeneration X. And you also got like smaller uh, characters uh, like Edge and Christian. Yeah, you got too cool out there just being fucking weird and like Rikishi were like getting them <laughs> in and like just that kind of weird shit. Like, yeah, that was awesome. And and I always also one of the things I always liked was when um, the companies would take a shot at each other. Do you happen to remember a wrestler by the name of Gilbert? Mm, Gilbert? Yeah. Okay. No, so Gold- I know Goldberg's Goldberg. younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had Goldberg in WCW. And Gilberg was the WWE mocking it. So it was this guy that was like probably five foot eight, five foot seven. Oh my God. Nowhere near any, no physique at all. And he'd come out, and you know, Goldberg had this entrance with all these fireworks, and, you know, he had the fog and everything. Yeah. Gigantic explosions and sparklers and all that shit. Well, these, his entrance was three guys holding like normal everyday sparklers. And then when he comes out, some dude would blast him with a fire extinguisher. He'd freaked out by that. So they always did those small things to take a shot. And when DX invaded, uh, tried to invade Nitro one time. And oh was- man, dude, I got I got to come on the Oversell podcast and like talk about this for with you for like a whole podcast because like I get like I don't know. 
I'm, I'm still the 13 the year old kid in me is still like, this is awesome. Well, uh, there's something you guys can check out. Um, it is based. I think it's a based out of Orlando. So I know it's a little bit of a drive for you guys. Right. But the WWE has their developmental system down there and it's called NXT. And all it is, is great matches. It's these guys that are preparing to go onto the main roster to get on raw and SmackDown, but it's got these amazing characters and, it's a, they do a one hour show on the WWE network, but huh. and these guys are tearing the house down. Some of these matches, the, um, the divas that they have on these are putting on great matches. I mean, it's, it really is a great product. And if it's, it, and I think they come to Tampa so often too. I think know, so. Yeah. You really need to check out NXT. It is, it is the best right now. That's cool. So I think you mentioned earlier with the, like the, the Memphis scene or with, with wrestling in general, you meant you, you made slight mention of Hulk Hogan. So obviously there's there's some uh there's things going on with with the Hulkster right now. Yeah, there you know the <laughs> Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Uh, apparently he um there there was this weird situation with him and that douchebag Bubba the Love Sponge. Blah, 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 blah. Man, <laughs> screw him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh apparently like there was a sex tape or something with Hulk Hogan hooking up with Bubba's wife. Oh yeah, she's hot. But and, anyways, and he and he allowed it, and I guess he was probably the one recording it because he was that big of a fan slash friend of Hogan. Allegedly, somehow um, a recording got made from this tape, and it's Hulk Hogan dropping the n bomb like crazy. You know, saying. F and N this, F and N that, these F and Ns. Because his daughter was like dating a black guy, right? Yeah, like I think that. so. Something yeah. like that. Or, and this was actually the latest in now 2012. Oops. Superstar wrestlers. Been- Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was really a weird situation. And now, you know, he uh, he was hosting Tough Enough uh, for the WWE. Which oh, is geez. A reality show. Well, not hosting. He was a judge. Um, but it's a reality show where they're trying to find this next WWE superstar. So they had to replace him on there. And, uh, you know, it really seems like they're trying to give him the uh, Chris Benoit treatment of, you know. Just it never happened, never. <laughs> right. Yeah. Andre the Giant. I think one of the big means is Andre the Giant, Giant tripped in WrestleMania 3. He wasn't slammed to the ground. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. He's done. I mean, I, we all know. We all kind of know a fucking relative like that, especially being from the South. Like, we know somebody that, that would take take offense to, to their relative dating a black guy or something like that so it's like it's like oh man old uncle jimbo got fired from his job for talking shit well, and you know it's a lot of um african-american wrestlers that have worked with hulk hogan over the years have said that's not the hulk hogan we know um and that's and he's getting a lot of support from him like uh there's a guy named kamala the ugandan giant who got it started in memphis um, who went to the defense of Hulk Hogan. So, you know, it was just, he probably didn't know he was being filmed when he said that. Now that doesn't take away that he said it. Yeah. Dude, if, dude, if they could take a team away from Donald Sterling for just saying some like mildly racist shit about like, don't let me see black guys with you on Instagram. Well, then, oh my God, they're going to totally like the like, Hulk Hogan's done. Who was the, uh, owner for the Reds that would get in trouble for saying shit like that? The Reds? The Cincinnati Reds. I'm not sure. The chick. What was her name? Oh, this fucking tweet that they put up on ABC. 
Obama uses the N-word and gets applauded, but Hogan uses it and loses his job. Like, <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> you can't see the textual. Yeah. You can't see the. You know, it's funny that he lost a job from the WWE with some of the gimmicks that they have done publicly over the years. And we're going to talk about this on our show tonight. Um, but, like, they had this gimmick with um, these three Mexican guys called the Mexicals. Oh, God. These, <laughs> oh, no. I'm totally no, using that. They, oh, my God. They would have them come to the ring driving miniature John Deere lawnmowers. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this year. Like, this happened recently. No, th- well, this was a couple of years back. Oh, I mean. my God. Fucking sombreros on yeah, or something? Yeah. But in um, Ponchos. Drinking some Coronas. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the, look at the uh, world title history with the WWE and they've only had one black champion which was, was the rock, the rock? Yo, oh, really so yeah uh, i thought booker t won it didn't he am i wrong maybe i'm thinking the wwe won the wcw wcw world. yeah yeah i don't i don't remember him ever winning oh that's okay that so i think it's i think he came in in the alliance era as the fucking wcw champion something like that anyways yeah yeah but you know and you, when you look at that it's like y'all fired hogan for this but you're having a bunch of mexicans come out on at one point you had mexicans coming out on major john deere lawnmowers you had uh eddie guerrero and chavo guerrero their gimmick was lying and cheating and stealing and driving around in um what low riders with hydraulics <laughs> oh that's, awesome. that's right yeah eddie Guerrero. it just doesn't make any sense when you look at the history of the company Dude, the guy's just a—he's—he's he's just an old, like, slightly racist dude. Wants to see his his daughter settle down with a white dude and fucking get married, have little white babies, and like, you know, I'm not saying that that's right, but I mean that's just how he thinks. <laughs> that's just how the guy thinks, and sucks that it ha- he had to get caught on tape. We we could if we, if everything that all of us said was recorded 24 seven, we'd all get fucking pegged for some fucked up shit that we said. Like, yeah, for sure, me. for sure, yeah. Me too. It's just, I don't know, it's a weird situation. Same with the Donald Sterling thing. Yeah, it, it, was it bad what he said? Yes. And do I understand why he, he gave up ownership for the, the Clippers? Yeah, I guess, but, you know. Really? I mean. But really? Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know. You understand that? I don't know. I don't, well, I, I, that's for another discussion. Yeah, that's another but. discussion. I, I kind of understand. It's it's just I see. I, I understand in the sense that. That I know what he said was wrong, but the fucking guy, man, it's, he was being recorded without his knowledge. Yeah. Okay. You, you and I are hanging out, and I'm I'm recording something that you're saying. Yeah. And, I mean, in in the context of a conversation between you and I behind closed doors, doesn't mean shit to anybody else, right? And it, and it shouldn't mean shit to anybody yeah, else. So what have I have I publicly said? Oh, Kyle's dropping the end bomb here and the the spick word here and all that other shit, and. The audience calls. Oh, we need a new James Keys. We need a new new host of Word of the Bay. Yeah, you would understand. Like, oh, okay, I get it. I have no. to give these positions. Oh up. no, of course not. I'd be like, what the fuck? I would like, no, like this was, it was. It was in my fucking house. Yeah, it was in my house. Right. Okay. Fine. All right. You made your point. <laughs> I totally Mar- get it. Marge shot was the lady I was talking about with the Cincinnati Reds. Marge shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, she was just a racist old woman too. Wow. Aren't they all? Not there. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Anyone pre any anyone born in like the thirties, forties, fifties, you're probably racist a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. pre civil rights movement, like, you're probably racist. It's like you're lucky Donald Sterling didn't drop one N bomb. Yeah. I mean yeah. he didn't he didn't know. And it's like he didn't he didn't the drop one N bomb. Yeah, yeah. Christ almighty. God. Um Okay. Well, moving on to to football, you guys. 
What time? Are, what time are we at? Oh, let's yeah, let's check what time we're at. Twenty-three. Okay. Let's talk a little football. Let's talk a little football, a little fool's ball. So, Derek, you were talking about right before the podcast that training camp was starting up. Yeah, first practice is this Saturday. It looks like down there at two thirty to five p.m. Oh, down there at the old one buck. What yep. day? Uh, uh, Saturday, August the first. I think the Steelers already reported. The Steelers yeah, reported. The, the rookies reported Monday. Wow. And yeah, I was gonna say the Packers have already reported too. Yeah. Man, it's, is that, that's that's what that, this is when things start to happen real fast. Is uh, is the practice open to the public? I, yeah, I think all, they have eleven dates that they're opening up to the public down there. Um, we should go sometime. Yeah, I, I'd be down for that. Should, I, hey, I should probably yeah. check out check go out the and get me some autographs and send them up here. No, yeah. you have to fly down. Yeah, you got to come down and uh, hey, check. Let me see if I can talk to my boss and get down there next yeah, week. No, 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 no. Just put on your shark dropper card. You're all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The old Alex annex. That pal sent me. Yeah. <laughs> This, but just remember this to call a wet me. bar napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like piss. Did you pee on this? Um, dude, that's yeah. exciting because it's like in a couple of weeks. That means that means preseason is going to start. Hall of Fame games. What? Probably a couple of weeks away now. And yeah, two, I think that's. I want to say that's maybe the eighth or the fifteenth. Yeah, Jesus Christ! This yeah, the, football season's getting here, and this it's is here. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really optimistic about this year. I loved the Jameis Winston draft pick. Um, and there's a lot of battles that are in training camp that I'm um, I'm really excited to look at. Like uh, you know, I, like safety. You know, what are we going to do there? I'm mm-hmm. really hoping to see Brad McDougald maybe starting. Um, DJ, you know, we picked up DJ Swearinger. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what we're going to do with those guys there. Yeah, I listened to the town hall meeting with Jason Light yesterday. He said like we picked up a, a player at every position this offseason. I was like, oh fuck yeah, I guess we I guess we did. I, I didn't realize that. What does your O line look like right now? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let's not talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got Derek. Evan Evan Smith. Evan Smith. Wait, wait. He dropped the Dietrich. We're not supposed to call him Evan Dietrich Smith. So we have Evan Smith. The player formerly known as EDS. <laughs> and Logan Mankins. Those guys are our leaders on the offensive line. Jesus. And then uh, we have Donovan Smith. Who is? Do you think he's going to start, Derek? What do you think? I, I think he's going to be the starting left tackle. Donovan Smith and then Ali Marpet from Bumblefuck You. I think he's going to be the starting right guard. And then who who's left? Am, am I missing anybody? DeMar Dotson. DeMar, and DeMar Dotson. It's, yeah. it's looking kind of shoddy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you could draft... Uh, the next Tom Brady or the next Joe, well, maybe not the next Tom Brady, the next Joe Montana, and you could throw him behind that offensive line, and I don't know that you could still feel confident. That's say, all I'm saying. I'm, oh, yeah, I would agree. I'd say b- barring some kind of like, barring, you know, a, a great season by EDS or by no by ES <laughs> and fucking Logan Mankins, and then and then should, should uh, Marpet and Smith play up to their – their drafted potential for this year as a rookie, the rookie potential. I'd say if that happens, like that's your, that's the best case scenario. And then the worst case scenario is just, it's go ahead, Derek. <laughs> the worst case scenario is Garrett Gilkey's back in the starting line. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Did I you think see it, the article about him on Peter report. No. What is, what they say about him? Uh, it, it was actually an interview Mark cook did with um, Garrett Gilkey. And after you um, read it, <laughs> Hey, shut up. Shut up, dog. <laughs> After you read it, you think, uh, man, this guy, 
it, now you kind of feel bad for dogging on the guy all year long. Oh yeah, because he's like, a, what is he like? A, he works hard and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, he when he came down to Tampa from, I think they got him from Cleveland. Um, you know, he had a hard time dealing with the humidity change. Uh, um, and he said he, there's a lot of talk about him being in a former like a, a relationship that was real toxic that wasn't helping anything either. And it's a good article and a good interview. And, I feel bad for all the shit I talked to him on Twitter after. Hey, I like I like dogging on him because it's fun, but yeah, you know, I, I wish him the best. Hopefully, and you got to watch out too. I mean, the humid humidity down here can fuck oh you up God. if you're not used to oh, yeah. it. I mean, you have to stay hydrated, and a lot of players don't, especially no. you know during the game, and it will it will put you out on I don't. You can pull muscles that will last. Oh yeah, ten weeks. That's our secret weapon. I mean, we always we've we've lived and died on the fact that we're like, okay, we're wearing the home white or we're wearing the away whites. You guys wear your your home darks and you have know, fun. Have fun. Have fun with that. Especially with the Saints when they make the Saints wear the black uniforms. Fuck them. Oh, Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, Fuck I mean, you, you look at Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, um, not shins. Um, fun. Uh, calf muscle. Calf yes. muscle. Yeah. That was directly because of the humidity. humidity. No, yeah. that was because of the crappy field, according to him. It was because of the humidity. I hope that wasn't that's because the- of the crappy field, because we've always had the, like a really good field. Yeah, I hope he's, I hope that's maybe <laughs> him, maybe masking something. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think I think last last year he led on more. He led you to believe that there was more happening. Than yeah, there really was. Oh yeah, and that's game. Just he's just playing game theory against the fucking opponents. Right. Going back to the offensive line, I think I think it'll be somewhere in the middle of what we, we, we what we discussed. I think Jameis is going to throw a lot of interceptions this year. I think I think the offensive line is going to cause a lot of headaches and also maybe maybe show a lot of surprises. Maybe I, I I'd see I'd like to imagine that one of our rookies, Donovan Smith or Ali Marpet, actually comes through and Logan Mankins apparently is looking good and fit and ready to be a leader and maybe he he does well. Um, running the gassers and yeah, all that kind of that that kind of hokey stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I would I would I would hope that it's it's going to be it's we're certainly not going to have the number one overall pick again this year. That's what I that's what I'm thinking. That's people ask me my highest expectation. It may be a little too high. I I highly expect us to be eight and eight. Eight I, and eight. I would love yeah. that. That would be. Whoa. I'd take my pants off and be running around Del Mabry. Go ahead. You really got the southern accent when I said eight and eight. Eight and eight. <laughs> Derek, why aren't you a? Uh, I would love that. Why aren't you a Tennessee Oilers fan? We Memphis got really dicked, I think, in that deal. Like they played here for two years while Nashville um, built them a stadium, right? And that really pissed me the hell off. So, yeah, why are you a Bucks fan? Uh, 1996, actually, uh, when we drafted Mike. Bandwagoner, bandwagoner. Really? Wait, wait, wait. So when you, yeah, yeah, get the fuck out. When you drafted Mike Allstott? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So were you a big Purdue fan or just, you know, he was just like. I just, I just watched this guy play, seeing highlights of him. And if I was a a football player, if I would have made it to the pros, that's probably, and I I was a fullback, that would be who I'd want to be. Like Mike Allstott? Yeah. I'll give that to you. That's cool. You don't, you don't really have a, uh. A home team to, uh, down there, so I'll give no, you that. No, because yeah. fuck the Titans. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, until Mariota gets like, yeah, never mind. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. Has um, he signed his contract yet? Yeah, he did. He, yes, did. he did. I think last week. Or Jesus just... Christ, took you long enough. Yeah, and it was like some offset language in his contract that is real weird that he was wanting to fight. Yeah, guess what, motherfucker? It's a rookie contract. You do what they say. <laughs> yeah. It's $900,000 a year. Fucking take it. 
you're a brand new fucking millionaire. Exactly. Okay. I, there's a lot of things I want to touch on. Um, tease it. Let's go to break and tease it. Yeah. Okay. I want. I want to talk about C.J. Wilson a little bit and and him blowing his finger off and not coming back, which uh, typical Bucks. Um, <laughs> Where's the sad trombone sound? Yeah. When you need maybe it? I'll just leave it to that because it's just like ah, oh, typical fucking Buccaneers. Like this. Of course, this would happen to us before the season starts. Um, we got a bigger story than that too. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Mr. Brady. I would. L- I need to talk about Brady. I need yeah. to get this out of me. Yeah. Uh, so I guess just look forward to that after the next couple of messages, yeah. and we'll get into some real meat and beans in the sports world this Plus, week. You know we're going to talk about the Rays, so we'll talk to you guys after the break. I have so much to say about that. Please state your name for the camera. David. Huh? State your name. David Summers. And why are you here? Because you think I killed them. Killed who? Killed who, David? <laughs> My friends. And did you? No. No. No, I didn't. And who did? It doesn't matter. I guess you don't believe me anyways. For the record, please. It killed them. All of them. By it, you mean this man from your dreams? No. Then who? There's music playing. There's there's joyous joyous feelings by the audience because they're like, oh my god, it's the Audible commercial. They're, they're starting to undress. It's it's incredible. It's amazing. Um, I want to just tell you guys real quick about AudibleTrial.com/shark. Tell tell me. Well, god damn it, you go there, you get yourself an audiobook, a free audiobook. What? Yeah, that's free? that's like illegal. Derek, for free, you get yourself a free fucking book. Yeah, it might it might as well be illegal. I don't know if this is legal for me to be telling you guys this. This is 
I might get in trouble. What, are they printing money over there at Audible? Yeah. Well, they think the man of money? The money sacks? Ah, see? Hmm. hmm. You're going to be old 22 Skidoo and give him some Audible trials. <laughs> give him some free audiobooks. Uh, I'll <laughs> shut him up for a while. If you go to audibletrial.com slash shark, you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. So what that means is that you for 30 days, you can go and, and get yourself a book. But we give you a free book as soon as you sign up. You can go get any book you want. You can go You can go listen to Reese Witherspoon narrate fucking Ghost at a Watchman by Parper Lee. The, the follow-up to To Kill a Mockingbird. So you go from you go from fucking Atticus Finch to Legally Blonde. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? She has a third one coming out, too. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I saw, like, I was looking it up on Audible. I'm like, Reese Witherspoon's doing that book? Really? Fucking legally blonde. Right. Who knew that Atticus Finch was Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon the, whole the whole time? See, that's what legally blonde was actually based off of uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Not, not a lot of people know that. Mm, I'm gonna fact check you on that probably, one, buddy. Nope, it's probably true. Oh. Read it, read it somewhere. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, if you got an Android, an iPod, a Kindle, an MP3 player, uh, you can get all of the books for that. Um, you know, if you're not an asshole, you'll support us. Yeah. And even if you don't want to support us, then asshole, just whatever. Yeah. Skip forward 15 seconds. Start yeah. listening to podcasting. Well, that helps too. We've been recording this entire time, so we'll release some racist shit about you. And then, you know, <laughs> now who's laughing? <laughs> then, then we'll all go hook up with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Oh, yeah. Heather Clark. While listening to an audiobook. Oh, I like the way you think. <laughs> Narrated by Hulk Hogan. Narrated by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Chapter one, brother. <laughs> Here we go, brother. Here we go. Atticus Finch. It, it was the best of times. I am Ishmael, brother. <laughs> I'm... Anyway, go to www.audibletrial.com slash shark to get your free audio book. Welcome back, everybody. So I was thinking about getting my ball. Oh, we're okay. Yeah, we're we're on. We're on. Oh, Whoa. First right. time on the show. Calm that down. Let's get right into it. Speaking of balls, <laughs> Tom Brady. Four game suspension. Upheld. Uh, upheld. Appeal denied. Jonathan's clapping. Yeah, that f- well, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I I think I think a, a precedence was set when you when you uh deny or when you grant uh, a Greg Hardy's suspension to be reduced to four games and but then you deny Brady's appeal of four games. But there you have to look at the fine print. And why they denied it or denied his appeal. The cell phone records or whatever, what have you. Yep. Well, the fact that he destroyed his cell phone when they asked for it. Uh, the fact that he couldn't name. He's like, oh, well, it was the backup quarterback. It was the third string quarterback. And who exactly is that? I don't know. I hope he, I hope when they asked for his phone, he threw it on the ground right in front of him and just started stomping that. Like, you want this cell phone, huh? You want it? It's like it's you. You can never just don't lie to people. Like a lot of people are comparing Brady to like Lance Armstrong and to uh, uh, who's the other dude that like is known for cheating. Like uh, uh, fucking what Mark McGuire, comparing him to the likes of that, which I think is a little extreme. But I mean, the thing is, is like if he came out and said, "Yeah, I did it. I told the ball guy to do it. Everybody does it. Any any NFL quarterback does it. We do it all the time." If you would have just came out and said that, and then, and and you know, then taken his punishment, I think people would be looking at him a lot with a, in a better light than now. He's hemming and hawing, well, this, that, and throwing away cell phones. I had more faith in Roger Goodell than this. Yeah, actually, that was Bob Kraft, who 
Hey, I, got, I just got a little message for Bob Kraft. Before you go on national radio and you speak publicly, maybe you shouldn't have six cocktails before you do it. Hey. The guy always sounds fucking hammered. I, I get on a podcast with a couple of gins. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't agree with it. I don't. I think uh, I think Brady at the most should have been fined. I think it's 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 really fucking absurd that that we're we're talking about deflate like slightly deflated balls of practice that likely every quarterback ever has done. But now the, the you know the Patriots are the ones that caught because Jim Irsay got all butt hurt because they fucking blew out his team in the in the playoffs. I, I think that's what this comes down to. I think to me this this speaks of like blatant fucking like greasing by the owners of Goodell just being like Jim Irsay and fucking Pat or or, or um who's the guy who's the guy that owns the fucking Ravens? Steve Biscotti or you know whatever for the Ravens you know go up to Goodell and they grease him and they say well this is ridiculous we can't be having this the sanctity of the game like where's the sanctity of the fucking game when Greg Hardy like smacks the shit out of a lady and then is adjudicated guilty and they're like ah fuck it four games is enough but what are you supposed to do, Kyle? Put yourself in Roger Goodell's shoes. What are you supposed to be doing? What are you What are you supposed to do? You have you work for the owners. You just don't work for Bob Kraft. You yeah, work for right. Jim Ursay. You work for everybody. What are you supposed to do? When, and when somebody says, oh, "I don't know who did it," I destroyed my cell phone. I have. There's no smoking gun, but there's nothing to tell you that he didn't do it. What do you? And you have a bunch of owners on your back saying, "Set a precedent. Set a precedent." This right. is your opportunity. But I, I just hate that These there's... These are your bosses saying that. I hate that there's this sliding scale of, like, what's right and wrong in the NFL, or Ray Rice gets four games, and or Greg Hardy gets four games, but then Tom Brady gets four games because fuck him. He, he uh, underinflated a ball. Like, I, I'd like to just see a little bit more consistency or at least, at least a better, uh, you know... More let the punishment fit the crime, you know. Is this a precedence we're going to set for cheating in, in the NFL? Fine, whatever. Four game suspension, whatever. Go ahead, go for it. But like, where's you know, where's the fucking bar for for if a guy is adjudicated guilty of domestic violence, or where's the where's the bar if a guy gets caught with a PED, or where's the bar if a guy gets busted for marijuana? Like, that's what right. I want to know. Where like enough of the sliding scale of the shit. I, I, it's right. it's so absurd to me. Right. No, I, I I completely agree, and I mean we talked about this on podcasts of you know yesterday. Uh, yeah, I mean you guys know how we feel. Like to me, four games fits this crime. Everything else, like the adjudicated diff- uh, guilty of you know domestic abuse, I that punishment does not fit that crime. Right. So set the precedent here: four games for deflated balls, and then set uh, allocate. I'm sorry. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Calibrate accordingly. Right. To that. Yeah. 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 Go from there, and and you know, I, I'd be fine with that. I just I think it's a little silly, because you know not everybody's going to go smack their wife around, but I mean everybody, every quarterback, can probably think of a time where they had the they said to the ball boy, "Hey, go, uh, you know, go scrub this ball up a little on this side. It, it feels better in my hand." Or, "Hey, go, you know, make sure you put the inflate the ball to this psi because it's cold or something." Yeah. Oh, what, what's it? Third and three. Make sure you give him the K ball instead of the real ball. Right. Yeah. I I think you could find numerous examples of that to the NFL. And I guess I, I think it's a little silly that everybody like wants to act holier than now because the Patriots are the one that that got caught. No, motherfucker, your team was doing it too. Like your team was 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 filming filming signals for, of the uh, of the defenses, and your team was was fucking with balls like our, i know for a fact our team was because brad johnson came out and was like yeah oh yeah i did that i didn't know i, was supposed, I wasn't supposed to do that yeah like i didn't know that was the thing 
And I, I, it's just funny to me when you look at every Super Bowl that the Patriots have won, and you can you can link it to some controversy. Yeah, right. linking directly back to them in that year. I think it's it's a it's a thing with the owners. The owners are kind of like they they kind of say, well, they're they're winning too many Super Bowls, and, blah, 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 and it's it all seems very silly to me. Like for example, this is why I brought this article. So uh, Steve, what is it? Steve, Ravens owner Steve Biscotti is that how you pronounce this? But he looks like Biscotti. He said that the Tony uh, Spicoli. This is the Ravens owner. Bill Burr brought this to my attention on the Monday Morning Podcast. The Ravens owner said that that the Patriots have been getting away with murder for too long. Like, if you're the fucking Ravens owner, maybe don't use getting away with murder when referring to something. Why is that, Kyle? Well, you know, there was that whole thing where uh, Ray Lewis had a, this whole obstruction of justice case where that was involved with a murder, and he had a white suit that he stashed inside a garbage can outside of a McDonald's, and he was guilty, but or he was, I mean, innocent, and, you know, he brought the guys that were involved in the case to the Super Bowl, and the Ravens let him play. I mean, I don't know, maybe, you know. Maybe that's the, maybe those aren't the right words to use. Fucking getting away with murder, Ravens owner. Be fucking kidding me. That's I don't know it. how you guys feel about this. Um, one thing I'm starting to hate with all these appeals and all this legal crap is how they how the, they can get the federal courts involved with professional football. To me, <laughs> yeah. that seems incredibly stupid. And a waste of time and money. Oh my god, dude! Remember when Congress got involved with the the PED scandals and baseball? What the fuck are we doing? This is a game. Do we not have anything else better to do? Yeah, yeah. isn't there a fucking country to run out there? Like, don't yeah, we? The, the country's going to shit. But hey, hey, don't have PEDs in baseball. We got to make sure these guys aren't cheating. Okay, we're in, so, a, we're in a recession, but you better not have PEDs in baseball. I've never heard of a bigger white or uh, uh, first world problem in my first life. World problem. Like this is why the terrorists hate us, right? Like, yeah, aliens come down and they're like, okay, so this is this is the body in charge of of governing your people, right? Yeah. So what what's the big issue on do, on the docket today? Well, there's a game that we play and people might be cheating at it. What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I, know. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is why ISIS hates us. It, pretty so. much, yeah, because we care more. Because fucking Tom Brady deflating a, a point. Three PSI from a football is a bigger story than than a bus full of children was blown up and and fucking pick a country, you know. I, I guarantee you that 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 would trump most new most of that. It's 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 all very silly to me, and it's it just speaks to that. It's number one, it's Boston, it's the Patriots, the one of the biggest teams in in sports, and it's it's just this whole kind of like TMZ culture that ESPN harbors where they're like, well, let's put a top story. People are going to want to hear about deflated footballs and all that kind of shit. It's, it's, it all just seems very, very silly, silly to me. Oh, so, <laughs> I mean, does this tarnish his reputation? I know I've asked you this before, but does this tarnish his reputation? Not, I'll give you my personal opinion. To, to I, me personally, I'm globally. Globally? I'm, I mean, when your kids grow up and you go, oh, yeah, you know, there was this once really great quarterback named Tom Brady. And then they go like, um, I mean, is this what he's going to be? He's yeah. going to go down for this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you and I know that this is just a big farce. Yeah. But. Absolutely. Yeah, it will. What about you, Derek? What do you think? Derek? So yeah, I think it's going to hurt his legacy as much as maybe tarnish it just a little. Yeah, there will always be this PS on the end of his career. Right, right. I would agree with that. Well, I mean, every Super Bowl ring he has has an asterisk. 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 No, there's a couple that 
Oh yeah, you're right. Everyone. Fuck me. Everyone. So yeah, you got the Tuck Rule. You got the Spy Gate, the Flake Gate. Let's see, that covers three of them. Yeah, I can't think of the fourth gate. one. What's that? Gate Gate. Gate Gate. You know, gate Gate. Everything has to end in a fucking gate. <laughs> I, Bur- Bill Burr said. Bill, Bill Burr said on his podcast, he's like, at least our fucking murderer went to jail. Yours is still playing on ESPN, talking shit about you know wearing glasses and doing his little dances every day. I fucking love Bill Burr. He's always just yelling at me, just yelling at me. He's great. He he's great. I take no credit for. He he's the one that that uh, turned me on to that Ravens quote. So I take no credit for finding that on my own. That was all him. Um. It's just it's 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 silly to me. It's it's a big it's a big fucking. It might it might as well be the WWE because that's what it feels like now. Fucking Jerry Jones comes out and cuts a promo about why Greg Hardy should be, you know, <laughs> should should have his suspension reduced, and then Goodell rules in favor, and it's like, oh no, Vince McMahon has taken over the league, and then you're you're rooting for the Players Association and. I don't know. Well, and then they, the NWO shows up and starts taking over. Yeah, the fucking arena league comes in. <laughs> but Brady's kind of an idiot in this regard as well because I'll, I'll get into a little bit of personal story that coincides with this a little bit. Um, they offered him to cut his suspension down to two games with admission to guilt. Mm-hmm. All you got to say is you did it and you only get two games. And he couldn't even do that. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story. I'll make it really quick. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I've been to jail once, okay? And it's for fleeing the scene of an accident, which I absolutely did not do, okay? My lawyers had it in the bag. Uh, we had all the evidence to say I did not do that, right? okay? When I was in court, this is before it went to court, but when I was in the court, they said, all right, we have a plea deal for you. You pay $500 with admission of guilt, and we let you go, Okay. Or my other option was pay $500 to my lawyer, and we fight it in court, and we don't know what happens. Right. At that point, I just said, I know I didn't do it, but here you go. Here are my wrists. I yeah. did it. Here's your $500, and I'm walking away. Right. I don't care if even if he—I mean, it's, it's just a—he's standing. His ego is just way too big. You're he, right. He thinks he's bigger than the fucking game. Just admit you did it. Get two games, take your lashings, walk the fuck away, and never talk about it again. I agree a hundred percent. If he would have come out when it when it first happened and when it first came out that he might have there might have been deflated balls, he should have just they like him and Belichick and Bob Kraft should have just come out and said, Yes, of course. I we do this we do this a lot. This happens uh to our knowledge, it happens across the league. It's something that Tom has been doing since since whenever, since college or whatever. Just specifying to the equipment manager that he likes the balls inflated in such a way, and 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 just been honest with it. People don't right. like people don't like to be lied to. That's the thing. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's like when you people have this like weird intuition, and they just they hate being like if something's itching at them, they just fucking can't stand it until it makes sense. Yeah, we got the bullshit light in our head. Yeah, Lance Bass is he gay? No, I swear to God, he's gay. We no, don't, no, we don't, no, 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 no. He's straight as fuck. We man. don't care if you are gay. We're just there's a radar going off in our head. Like, no, I, I'm not crazy, right? That guy's gay, and right. it's freaking us out. Yeah, the, we we all have a bullshit detector, and I mean, it it, it, it was fucking glaring when Tom Brady's up there. Go, oh, I don't know. I just... Right. I mean, we're all just like, just admit it, so we know we're not fucking crazy. Yeah. And then we'll leave it alone. But no, he's got to. God. Agreed. God, stop acting like a fucking five-year-old. You got caught. Don't lie to us. Yeah, just don't 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 lie to us. Just come out and say it. it's easier for you in the end. And and I think it'll make you even look better. Just exactly. Like, yeah, I so did it. We could have we could have stopped talking about it a week ago. 
if you just admitted guilt. But now we got to carry it on to the fucking federal courts, oh, yeah. which he intends to do. Yep. Wasting all the fucking stupid. taxpayers' money. Yep. Federal we're gonna courts. Be, we're going to be talking about this for the next goddamn year. And, you know, it's it's Giselle Bunchen is his wife. She makes, like, what, $2.8 million a week or an appearance or something like that. It's not You're not hurting for the money or Chris, anything like that. Just take the vacation. Exactly. Take the fucking four games. You've won. You, you've. You've accomplished everything a quarterback could ever hope to accomplish in his lifetime. And it, hey, spoiler alert! I'll tell you this. Hey, uh, I don't even have to go, go forward in the future to realize this. I'm sorry, Tom Brady. You are still going to the playoffs, even though you're out for four games. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Not, you're not gonna. There's no chance you're gonna lose the AFC East. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shut the fuck up. Four games. They're still gonna win the AFC East, dude. It's like it's it's the, it's fucking professional wrestling right now in the NFL. I swear. I swear to God. It's just like ESPN is love. They're jerking. They're they're slow jerking it because like oh the federal court case. Yeah. <laughs> Media coverage. Oh baby, so much money. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's, that's Tom Brady. Yeah, whatever. Let's get on. Uh, I'm done with football. I think for now, maybe not done with professional wrestling, Derek. But I think I'm done with with football for now. Okay. So uh, we have scant time left. Let us ask a big, huge, pressing question. We want to know: Do the Rays suck? Hi. Hello. We're on the other side of the uh, music now. Hello. Hello. How do you feel, Derek? Do you, are you a big baseball guy? Not really. You know, I could get into it if I tried, but football. And uh, thanks to you guys, I will say this real quick. You guys turned me into Lightning fans. So I'm Ooh. proud of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. That's, I'm, I'm glad you're a Lightning fan. Uh, th- there's no better team to follow right now, I mean, save for the Blackhawks, than the Lightning. You know? You got you got the 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 Canadians, the Lightning, the Blackhawks, the Rangers, um, uh, you know, the the Ducks. Are, oh, you, what's that? Um, just so you know, I got into it on Twitter, or not really into it, but I got uh, CM Punk came back at me because you know he's a big. Oh, that's right. Um, whatever the fuck hockey team is up, uh, Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Um. Big black, yeah. the who? Big, big black cocks. Yeah. You know, I tr- we traded a couple of quick jobs and my twi- Twitter timeline blew up that night with all people like, oh, you just got burned by CM Punk. He's like, he just said he makes more money with than me. And yeah, obviously. That's like not really an accomplishment. Right. <laughs> you guys converted Derek faster than you converted me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking baseball. Uh, fucking some huge things going on in baseball right now. Uh, Johnny Cueto and Ben Zobras to the the Royals. They're pushing all the chips to the to the center of the of the uh, the table here. It's it, the Royals are going all for it, man. It's and good for them. I, I wish them all. I wish them luck. Yeah, they're le- the leading contenders right now for David Price. Do you think? So? Oh man, if yep. they get David Price, I'll kind of hate him a little bit. I watched. I th- they're going for him. You think so? Hit them in the Yankees, yeah. I watched David Price. Oh no! Come on, Royals. Yeah, fuck off, man. You said you're going to be a Yankees fan after this. Well, if they no, if they if the Rays move, I'm saying which they will. Which oh fuck you. 
Uh, yeah, I was listening to the radio on the way here, and they they just had like some, you know, ex general manager from the Reds and all this shit of like twenty five years, and he's giving his professional analysis on everything, and he's saying that the Royals, because the, the Tigers don't want to pay David a price what he's worth, right? They want to they want to let him go, and the Tigers are they're they're way underperforming. They're forty nine and fifty two, so right. That, but they're only. The I Tigers think, only three and a half out from the wild card. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Chicago just passed them uh, because they're beating up on the Red Sox. I think that Chicago just passed them in the wild card uh, race. But yeah, they still could potentially secure the wild card spot. Right. But I don't know. I thought I, I think the Tigers rethought their strategy in the last week to be sellers. God, I would hate him to go. I would hate him with the Yankees. Oh yeah. my God, no! I think the Royals no. are a good fit for him. Yeah, I would love. I'd love to see Zobrist and Price on the Royals, and I'd love. I, I would love to see the Royals win as much as you know they're kind of stealing our small town thunder. But um, it, it'd be nice to 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 see them do good. Not and they're fuck. They're on fire right now. So yeah, yeah, they really are. I I have no. I've got no beef with the Royals except for they beat the fuck. They beat us the fuck up whenever we play them for yeah. whatever reason. They got our number. I don't know why. I don't know why. So speaking of the Rays, uh, I think what, what do we, when did we last podcast? I think it was Tuesday. Uh, yes, it was Tuesday, and that was a one one nothing win against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, we proceeded to lose the series to them four to five. Uh, took took one against the the Orioles, which was a promising start, <laughs> and then proceeded to drop the next two. <sighs> win the next two against the the Tigers, and and. Fantastic fashion. Nate Carnes on Monday was incredible, which is I can't believe that those words are coming out of my mouth. But Nate Carnes was awesome on fucking uh, on Monday night. You know, he is the only. What did I hear? He is the only pitcher in baseball history to ever win a game one nothing with his own home run. Oh, that's right. That happened. That that was that that uh, uh, Phillies game. The the one nothing win. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. He no. goes. He's going. He goes down in MLB history for hitting. Like that's amazing. He's not. Oh, I hate him so first much. First at bat, first pitch, home run. Like it. Like it might have been a. It, it probably would have been an out at Tampa in Tampa. But you know, he's playing in Philly and he happens to get a home run. Fucking fly ball home run. Incredible, man. That's fun. That was a lot of fun. It was just, I was like, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't see it, but I was just like, what? Who? I know. And then when you, t- when you texted me, you're like, oh shit, fuck yeah, Carnes. Can you believe it? And like, you didn't tell me what happened. I'm like, wait, what did he fuck up? Yeah. I, I put it, I put it. What in, did he fuck up? Tell I me. I didn't text Jonathan. I actually, we have a, we have a big group chat with, with uh, five of us uh, in the Shark Dropper, um, uh, you know, the Shark Dropper group chat. So I put it into that, which is usually not the kind of place for that, but it's just like it's such an amazing thing where I was like, everybody's got to know, holy shit, a pitcher just hit a home run, and not only a pitcher, but Nate Carnes hit a home run. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it it helped a little bit. Yeah, it did. It, it gave him some brownie points. And he pitched, he pitched a hell of a game on uh, on on Monday night. I was very impressed with him. Was he opposing David Price? He no. Was, no, he was opposing. I think their their number five guy. His name escapes me. That's right, because Odorizzi was opposite David Price. Right. Um, okay. Let me let me put some things into context here, the way that I saw it. Okay. This series right here, which is the Baltimore Orioles series, going into it, I said this is the series 
that is the most crucial right now. Right. Uh, because going into that series, we've won 19, or we've lost, pardon me, we've lost 19 of the last 25 games. Okay. So we're 19 and 6. Right. Okay. And I said, if they do not win this series, the Orioles series, we are not going to the playoffs. I, I, you know, if you would have told that to me before that series, I would I would agree with you. And I still kind of think I do. I, I don't see us in the playoffs at all this year. But Well, because what that says now is that we have to stop just winning series and we have to start sweeping series yeah. to catch back up. Yeah. And unfortunately, I hate to break it, it, that's just the nature of the game now. And it's not, it's not May, it's not April. It's fucking, we're going into August now. I mean, mm-hmm. you got two more months to pull it together. We're not that far behind, but okay. No, I, I see what you're saying. We're not too far, that too far behind, but I, I don't see us, uh, you know, I don't see us putting it together in such a way. So much so that all of the attitude coming from Ray's management at this point, not even just the management, the management and the players have me going, does anybody give a shit? Does anybody give a shit? This is the direct quote from Stu Sternberg right after the All-Star game. Uh, when asked, are they going to be buyers or sellers at, by the trade deadline? And I quote, right now, even though we might, sorry, right now, even though we might not be performing as we'd like to be or as others would like us to be, I can't point to anything so glaring or any of our players so glaring that we could or would replace them. So really, Sternberg, nothing's got, nothing's glaring. Not one aspect. Not one coach, not, not one, one hitting coach is is a glaring. Not one part of this lineup or a couple parts of this lineup. No Nothing glaring coming yeah. at you so blindingly. Like maybe like a, the catching position, or maybe the hitting coach. Yeah, the hitting coach. Maybe, maybe some s- of your starting rotation. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, okay. So then you get you get coverage of the players, and they're not playing. They're hardly playing. They're hardly fucking playing. Then I, th- you look at the attitude of the attendance of the fans. And Sternberg comes out and says, yeah, this year uh, attendance issues have been worse than we expected. Well, what the fuck did you expect? Although management doesn't give a shit. The players don't give a shit. So why should the fans give a shit? I will say, I will say this past series with Detroit, I went to I went to Monday and Tuesday's game. And I was very impressed with what I saw on the field. And it looked like we kind of looked like our old selves again, like pitching and defense was there. How did attendance look? The attendance surprisingly looked good. Well, we got a lot of Tigers fans down here too. We do. You gotta remember yeah. that. Oh yeah, definitely. But I mean, I I always look. I always look at the uh, Tropicana Field and I look at the foul poles. I look at the the the, the areas right uh, in front of the foul poles. So th- this is uh, as you leave the uh, the opposing dugout, as you get towards the bullpen, that kind of those corner areas, and if those are filled in a little bit, then you know it's a good night. And those those weren't a sea of blue seats. I saw a lot of uh, a lot of people in those. Granted, there was there were some orange in there mixed in, and there were there was a mild uh, um, uh, Detroit collective there. Which is which is fine by me as long as people are showing up to the game. I'm I'm okay with that. I I think 
Monday was thirteen thousand. Yeah, you whistled a different tune in the past, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah a couple I mean, times. At but... this at this point, I'd rather people just show up. Yeah, um, I think Monday was around fourteen to thirteen thousand, thirteen something. Jesus, which is good for a Monday night with a with a non division opponent. That's good. I thought I thought the crowd was good. Um, but Tuesday was better, right? Tuesday was a lot better. Okay, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know today's game, which is which is there, the the matinee games are always you know giveaway games. They 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 fucking invite all the kids to to come. Right. Today's game was the uh, the most attended game since opening day. Wow. Yeah. Do you have the attendance numbers for Tuesday? Uh, on hand or I roughly? No, no. How did it compare to Monday? Like, I, I would, what would you guess? If I would guess, I'd say they're roughly the same. I'd say around thirteen to fifteen thousand fans God were damn, there. That's, that's not good. But Chris. that's good for for a Monday Tuesday against an out. Like, usually, but David Price's first return to Tropicana Field. You no, think no, that's, his second, his second, his, it was his second. But still, I mean, it's like to me, I would look at the schedule and be like, as just a, a a normal fan, I'd be like, oh, David Price, let's, let's go to that game. That, yeah. At least you know you're going to get a fun game. Either way, you can see David Price on the mound, and I don't care who the fuck he he's playing for. That's a treat. Yeah, I I I wore my David Price jersey last night to the game. I I loved seeing David on the mound, and if he would have if he would have complete uh, pitched a complete game shutout, I would have stood up and cheered for him. Fuck like, yeah, man, he's great. Yeah, he's a great guy. So like I I loved watching him pitch. Um, this, despite that, I mean, I I I thought that the, the the attendance was was fair. I thought it was good. I I. Was quite su- surprised. I was expecting eleven, twelve thousand fans, and I got thirteen, fourteen. So I was, I was. It was a pleasant surprise to me. All right. So let me ask you this, and this will go go in line with that. I I truly feel we don't give a shit anymore. Right. I really, I just, I don't think we give a fuck. Right. De Jesus got traded. Right. For who? For for what did we get in we, return? Uh, we got a double A pitcher from, uh, we're, uh, from the uh, Angels, right? I think it was the Angels, or um, it's escaping me who we traded him to. But so we got we got a, a pitching prospect, and he's a t- he was the, the the organization. He was a top thirty prospect for that organization. Yeah, because that's what we need. Yeah, I mean, you got rid of one of the only bats in the lineup. For what? Another pitching prospect. That's all we give a fuck about anymore. The thinking we're was, not learning our fucking lesson. Yeah, I know. We don't get it. We talked about it last podcast. Like, we don't get it. I, I we're, I'm teetering. I'm telling you, Kyle. I can't argue with you. The last week, I've been really answering myself some, asking myself some hard questions. Of, I know I'm a fan, but am I a fan of this team right now? I don't think I am. I, I am. I, I definitely am. I'll, I'll be thick and thin. Through thick and thin, I'll be. I'll be there for the Rays. I'll still. I'm still supporting him. I'm not jumping off a wagon. I'm definitely not a bandwagoner fan. But you're saying, me. are you a fan of the, the of t- what's happening? And it's like, am I, am I a fan of the way the organization is being run? Am I a fan of who's in charge? Am I a fan of who's managing? Am I a fan of the players right now? Absolutely not. That's a good point. Uh, it's 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 tough. Um, I'm just. I, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming to an end. Something's got to change here. I think. I think th- this. Uh, from what I understand, that Derek Shelton is more of an organizational hire rather than a coaching hire. And no I, shit. Whether or not, <laughs> whether or fucking not that he if he could like yes okay he's got nobody to work with. We don't have we don't have destroyers up and down our lineup. Fine. I think just either way we just need to get somebody in here, a new face, something to just kind of. 
change the culture, change at least the the feel, the attitude of our hitters. You know, when when Longoria is having his worst season, and you know, in a long time, I think that it's in itself speaks to the fact that it's it's getting stale. The, the, this whole philosophy of hitting that we are going by, whether it be the speed hitting or what whatever ha- what would have you, the Derek Shelton school of hitting is not working in Tampa, and it, it needs to go. I think. Um, this small ball mentality needs to go. Yeah, and, I'm and so I, fucking over it. Yeah, and this this whole this whole aggressive on the base pads thing that that's come to, to bite us on the ass more times than I can mention. I mean, just today, Steven Souza Jr. Uh, stole, tried to steal second, got thrown out. James Loney and um, I think we had two straight hits right after that, which would have scored the run, tied the game with the Tigers, and we could have you know we would have gone to extras or what have you. But instead, Steven Souza trying to be aggressive on the base pads. They they give him the sign to steal second. He gets thrown out, Longoria sees the strikeout, and the next two guys fucking single. So it's like, is this, like, I know I said earlier in the in the season that I like this whole aggressive approach, but, you know, maybe it's not working for us the way we planned it. Maybe yep. we need to take a little step back and say, is this really working? Well, you got to fucking execute it. You know, it's like, yeah, I want to bring, you know, I want to lower the national debt, but how are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds great. Just do it. Just yeah, do it manageably. I, I see what you're saying, Jonathan. Like I, I'm not. There's a, there's a few things this year that I've disagreed with. I still I'm I'm still trusting in Cash. I still I think he has a two a bit of a two bit of a, a of a quick hook. Like I saw yes, Geltz. Yes, Geltz was warming up in the sixth, and Onorizu was cruising. He was cruising in that fucking game. I know. And or, or I'm sorry, Carnes. Carnes was cruising in that game. And granted, Carnes did he did eventually get pulled in the sixth, but it's like. Why? Why not let a guy pitch a fucking, you know, get up to to hundred pitches? Exactly. I mean, he's Mister he's Mister Quickhook. Quickhook Cash. Like, I don't understand it. He's Mister Bullpen guy. He thinks his bullpen has to go get him the win. No, fucking trust your guys. Like, trust you, your guys. You are you're sending a bad message to your starters by by pulling them so early. It's and what's crazy is that he's not very far removed from being a player himself. Yeah, and I've heard that he's a players players manager. I, <laughs> Have I gotta faith. wonder. You know, I gotta wonder where it's coming from. Is it, is the organization telling? Is 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 yeah. Andrew Silver or, or, or Silverman? Silverman is, is he telling him to, to that that Matt Silverman? You know the uh, Matt Silverman. Is he telling him that? Yes. Pitchers are limited to this, this, that, and the other. That we need to we need to have McGee, Boxberger, Geltz pitch the the final frames. Well, let's say you were in charge of the Rays. Your higher your your new manager is the youngest manager or youngest coach in sports history. Or active, active right now. Right, it's first year as manager. You're gonna keep a short leash on him. Yeah, you're gonna say, eh, "This worked in the this worked. This doesn't work." How about you? And you're gonna yank that chain once in a while. Absolutely, Derek. What do you think? You're talking. I just heard a lot of Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, I, I I would agree, and, and it's it's a little bit. I'm not. I. Would agree with you a little bit in that I'm not a fan of how it's being run right now. Um, a lot of people would tell you that they're they're trying to run it to the ground to get out of Tampa or trying to get out of their deal. Well, yeah, and I think I think where this apprehensiveness or this just like hands in the air fuck it attitude comes from is because they've been so focused on this stadium deal and they've just they've lost all the wind in their sails because they've been shot down so much. Yeah, but I I I um I don't often agree with this guy. But I listen to him Who, every me? once in a while. Uh, Steve Dumeg on 620. I don't agree with him very often, 
But he made a, a, a very, very, very good point in that the Rays are 12th with, in, in television, rate, television ratings in 2014, right? Um, they're also, I think the, it, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are second in the Tampa Bay area in primetime viewing. And you may, you may be saying, oh, second, what does that mean? But I think they're one of 12 or 13 teams that actually has that actually holds that that uh that distinction of of being second in prime time ratings throughout their their market so the fans are there and i'd be hard pressed to believe that the ownership looks at those numbers looks at looks at the 73,000 households that sun sports is reaching and saying ah fuck it we'll move to montreal no 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 not at all not in the slightest i think i think this is all a big dog and pony show this is all big all, all the him and han is going to lead to our our new stadium and we're going to get our fucking deal but i i it it kind of it's encouraging to see that the the television the television ratings are so good that it makes me think they're not going to fucking they're, they're not going to put their hands up and just leave this market and be like ah fuck them I think this is all um, posturing. Even maybe even this season is a little bit of posturing for uh, their new stadium. They want their new fucking stadium. I hope you're and right. They'll get it. They'll get it. I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. I I think that they will. I don't. I don't think that they're gonna just leave this market entirely and, and leave all this money on the table that they they could be making. And next year they're gonna they're gonna sign their new Sun Sports contract or the new Fox Sports contract and get. Tons more money. Hey, maybe we'll get a fucking right-handed bat. Who knows? Yep. They're going to get a lot of fucking money from that. Yeah. So I, I, I think that the future is bright, Tampa. This, we all knew that this was going to be a, a rebuilding year. We all kind of knew that this was going to be a, a year that, that's going to be down, or at least I thought so. Um, I still think that we're playing above our potential. I called somewhere around 70-something wins. So I think that we're playing above what I expected. Um, I said 83. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 this, it is what it is. You know, it's Longoria's having a, a down year. Uh, our, our hitters, of course, are having a terrible year and Derek still with us. Oh, this, that, yeah, was a, yeah. that was a Skype thing. So do the race suck? Uh, this week, uh, let's look. I would say this, the Rays always tend to do this. They always tend to, to, to win enough to make it hard for us to make a call on, I know, I on know. the segment, you know. I know my answer. I'll, I'm going to say, uh, what? So, what's up there? Says Evie Matthews on Skype. How about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> we're, we're doing a podcast. What's <laughs> up? I'm going to go with the Rays do not suck. Split decision. We got a split decision. Derek, you, we've been talking Greek to you this entire time, so it <laughs> yeah, is up is to you to decide. You are the deciding vote. Flip a coin. Do the Rays suck or do they not suck? Basically, they don't suck. Oh! Oh! <laughs> that comes from the opinion of a guy that does not watch baseball. So, Jonathan, are you going to complete this podcast under protest? No, I'll let, I'll let it be. I'll let it be. Okay, so for now... I didn't put my protest shoes on today. We'll see. It's a, it's a very controversial, maybe, maybe not. The Rays may or may not suck. Who knows? I don't know. We'll leave it at that. be nice if we had a third... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Rays don't suck. Pick that shit up!
you dumb motherfuckers! Okay. Cocktail sauce. Cocktail. Cocktail it's sauce. barbecue. Derek, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know you're not a baseball guy. No, it's not. Are you so not at all? Really? You just we, you know, we have uh, in Memphis we have the feeder team for the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah. So we'll go to a game every so often out there. Yeah, that's fun. Really nice stadium that they have down here. That could be my future one day. Who knows? You never know. Mine too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both of our we'll be Tampa Yankee fans <laughs> or or, or uh, Clearwater Thresher fans. Uh, I'm, I'm going Threshers. You going Threshers? I'd okay. go Threshers. Yeah, maybe I'll go Phillies Threshers. Dude, if you have a Threshers tattoo, they'll let you in the game for free. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, that's right. But what? I'm gonna okay. If the okay, you heard it here first. If the Rays go away into Montreal, I'm gonna Threshers tattoo and I'm going to fucking games for free. You'd be a Phillies fan for life. Nope. Threshers. Threshers, baby. <laughs> Woo! Like, dude, they have some great deals, man. They have like Thirsty Thursday. You can go get some, some Oh yeah. You can get I, I think there's a deal where like you can pay you can pay for a ticket and and I think it's like thirty bucks and you can get like a beer and you get a, a bag of chips and a and a hot dog. Uh, for thirty bucks, and your firstborn for four people, and your behindman, yeah, and you're and you're behind, <laughs> you're behind. Uh, I'll do that. That's a beautiful stadium too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I still, I still say, I'd want to stick it to Sternberg if the Rays move, and I'd want to be a Yankee fan. Just, just, just as a fuck you to Sternberg. That's all. I'm not saying I'm a. I'm not saying I'm a Yankee fan. I hate the fucking Yankees, but I'm just saying as a fuck you. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Let's get the fuck out of here. How about you see the next couple plays out, yeah, champ? Yeah, how about you get out of here? You're, you're talking a little drunk here. Uh, let's get out of here. Derek's got to do a podcast. Uh, we got to get out of here. So go to www.sharktrapper.com. Check out all of our podcasts. You heard a trailer for Paralyzed. New episodes of that are out right now. You can go listen to that right now. It's our psychological horror podcast. Uh, Starring moi. Starring Jonathan. The theater. And uh, you can listen to uh, Doppel Avenue Hurt starring me. Ah. New episodes of that are coming next month, I believe. August 27th. August 27th. And you can listen to the Horror Play podcast. If you like horror, we we just downloaded, or we just, not downloaded, but we just played um, Dream of a Blood Moon, which is another Slender clone, which was fucking, well, you'll see. Um you can listen to the Shark Trapper podcast. We just talked to filmmaker and writer Thomas Nudie about his new film, Monty Comes Home, or Monty Comes Back, and um, any of our other podcasts, movies, films, and flicks, and all that. Yeah, and if you want to uh, donate to the cause, uh, donate to our production, uh, go to, uh, as mentioned before, sharkdropper.com. There should be a button, maybe even the second button, down below the, our main logo that says Patreon, and become a patron. And all you all you have to do is donate one dollar, one dollar, even more shit. And we have rewards. Uh, I'll announce it here first. First, you heard it here first. We're going to LA Podfest in September. Yes, uh, sir. Me, uh, me, myself, and I. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, Kyle, and uh, another of our colleagues, Robert. We will be in LA September 17th through the 20th, 20th or something. Whoa. Eight, no, September 18th through the 21st. Yes. So if you're going, email us. We want to meet you. We want to say hi. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so if you donate to Patreon, that helps like with our T-shirts, our business cards. It helps us rub elbows with everybody. Uh, so just be a mensch. Donate some money. We're going to meet Mark Maron. He got the president to say the M word on the podcast. We're going to ask him how he did that, and we'll get Obama on board the bay. That's right. That's yeah. all I got. That's all I got. Derek. What's up? How, how can everybody find the Oversell podcast? 
We are at Oversell Podcast on Twitter. Um, we can go to www.oversellpodcast.com. Um, and if you go there, click on the Amazon link and buy a bunch of stuff so that we can get some money back. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. You're so nasty, boy. And please, 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 if you are a fan of wrestling, yeah, seriously, go and subscribe to the Oversell Podcast and rate and review them. And while you're there, rate and review us. But yeah, the... Derek, you you do a great podcast. I'm 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 telling you, man. So, um, well, and Kyle, you know, you've answered a lot of my stupid texts and questions. So, thank you for that. And you know, you're part of our success. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I guess that was worth a bait this week. Yeah, yeah. I think we're done. All right, cool. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you to Blog Talk Radio for uh, for uh, putting us up, and thank you to Audible for sponsoring us. That is in word of the bait for this week. I am Kyle. I'm Jonathan. I'm Derek. And we will see you next week. You guys converted Derek faster than he converted me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you, you son of a bitch. I doubt it. Dropper Studios production.